Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's a 91st episode. I'm again joined by Andy from GPS Training. Welcome, Andy. How are you? Hello. All good. Thank you. Very good. Have you been up to much over the last month? Just some, uh, I was going to say, winter winter walking now since we've now got snow and had lots of frost on the ground. So some cold, wintry walks is what I've been doing the last couple of weeks, last few weeks. It's certainly changed over the last couple of days, hasn't it? We've kind of got snow on the ground. It's gone very cold and winter has truly started, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's better for, I did a walk on the weekend, just gone there. And with the frost, it actually meant it wasn't as boggy because of all the rain we've had. So it's quite nice. Brilliant. So in this month's GPS training podcast, after we discussed the Garmin eTrex SE last month, Garmin have just released last month the new eTrex Solar, the first solar powered GPS unit. We're then going to discuss the nationwide GPS training course we have lined up for next year. And then the live tracking that Motorola, uh, the Motorola device satellite link have been testing over the last few rings. And Andy's actually been doing some beta testing for them. So we'll hear his thoughts on that. Then we're going to discuss the GPS training first ever ambassador with a guy called Al Pepper. So we'll discuss that because you'll be seeing a little bit more of Al over the coming months. And then finally, we have Andy's top tips. So the first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is the Garmin eTrex Solar. So last month uh, we discussed the Garmin eTrex SE. It was actually seven months old at that point. It's now eight months old. And we say what a great update it is of that budget GPS unit from Garmin. Well, last month um, Garmin released the solar version of that unit. So they've actually dropped the SE part of it. Now called the Garmin, sorry, Garmin yeah, eTrex um, solar. solar. Uh, rather than being the SE Solar. Um, so, Andy, you've had a, a few weeks to, or a few, yeah, a week or 10 days to play with it, really. So, just really wanting to understand, um, yeah, what it is. Is it worth the money um, and, and the benefits of this? Now, it's quite interesting before we start on Solar because actually, many years ago, people uh, listen to GPS training podcasts. My wish list for a Garmin GPS unit was that we have a solar version of it. And here we are a number of years later, and this is the first one, I think, of many units. It's the first hand, what would class as a handheld multi-activity. Garmin have started doing it on some of the cycle-specific units, but it's the first time we've had the solar on a handheld, I suppose, more of a, a hiking unit. So I think that's where it's it's very new. We've had it on the watches. Um, I know we don't do a lot with the cycle units, but I've certainly seen a, a mentioned on a couple of the cycle units. But this is definitely the first sort of handheld hiking type unit with the solar. Um, it, I tell you what's interesting. I'm just looking at it again, shining it in the light. It's I don't know if you remember the, I was going to say the old days when we used to have Casio watches with a solar. Mm -hmm. And I suppose even some of the first generation Garmin watches, it was very clear to see where the solar was. You can't actually see where the solar is. It must be built into the the glass of the unit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts? So first of all, let's talk about the solar part, because this is the key thing of it, isn't it? It it charges, one way in decent, um, sunlight, sunlight conditions, um, and... 
if I'm correct, if it's if it's out in the sunshine, it is unlimited battery. Potentially battery. unlimited. So they're quoting a figure of if it's out in the sun and you've got it in seventy five thousand lux, which yeah is a bright, very bright sunny day. Potentially, you've got unlimited usage <clears throat> but what i've noticed i was just having a, a bit more play about with the different settings where you can actually see how it's been charging and actually it does quote just one hour <clears throat> at 100 percent solar intensity so a very bright day if it was just out for an hour that adds an extra two and a half hours of gps only so not using the multi-band but it's adding extra power just by an hour extra in the sun so i think that's got to be the big thing um we're never going to worry about finding batteries for the unit because of course it's a it's a built-in battery with the unit so you're not worrying about that Where, where's my batteries the fact potentially unlimited so i've been a bit greener with how you know the energy and um, but even without the solar you look at the actual battery life it's a really impressive a gps only 200 hours so if you had no sun and it was fully charged 200 hours with the lithium-ion battery or if you were using the multi-band dual frequency which we're going to talk about shortly that does reduce to 100 hours but still to get 100 hours yeah. out of a built-in battery and that's without any solar backup i must quickly mention actually because we've gone piling into the solar side which is the key thing about this is i suppose we need to say where it sits within the marketplace really so the e-trex sc that if you've not listened to last month's gps trading podcast you should go back and listen to it but that's the budget end of the market this is 149 pound 99 black and white gps unit this is exactly the same except now we've got solar built into we've got a lithium battery built into it rather than running off double a batteries and we're going to discuss some of the things it's also like multi-band a little bit more accurate but it does come in at 249.99 so it actually sits in the marketplace above a 22x 32x so it's still a black and white gps unit which is coming in a little bit more expensive than our previous budget color screen gps units really so again um it is it is uh, it's it's 100 pound more isn't it so it but the functionalities we discussed last month on this e-trex se range which i know this is not an se it's a solo version of it is very very different um than, than what we've seen before and isn't on other gps yeah. <coughs> i mean the main thing with this new range of e-trex devices so this is the se and now the solar it's all geared towards not needing a computer anymore with the older range of e-trexes the 10s the 20s the 30s 22s 32s you need a computer to get files onto them with this new generation it's all done by the garmin explore app so if you've got routes that you want to send to the unit to navigate with you don't need to touch a computer nice and simple from an app transfer it onto the unit and then they are monochrome screens, so we, we haven't got colour screens on this range, but you get a nice clear black line to follow. That's dead easy to see, even in bright sunlight, it's very clear. And yet we know there's loads of benefits of having maps on a unit and the benefits of where suddenly something doesn't go right and you have to go off course, um, go somewhere different to the route you planned. But actually when you're following a route that you've got on the unit, seeing that line to follow is very straightforward. Well, we'll I know we t we talked about the SC on the last podcast, but I'll mention again about the app when we get more into it of how you you can still see yourself actually on a map. Fair enough, it's not on the unit, but if you listen to the last podcast where we talked about the SE, we really loved some of the features that have now come into the device. The fact you don't need a computer, um, you know, really simple to use. Ah. 
tend to prefer button control over joystick control so it hasn't got the joystick that we used to see on the e-trex devices it's all nice easy to use buttons on the side of the unit but it's really just upping the game a bit by saying well here's a great unit with great battery life easy to use don't need a computer let's add a couple of extra functions the solar being the main one you know we someone who's going out trekking and trekking for weeks and weeks um, and doesn't want to worry about batteries um, is one thing and also I know me and John have discussed businesses who use the devices for marking um, <clears throat> could be marking waypoints, marking fence lines, marking we, we do a lot of work with the forestry who could be marking trees that need work doing on them when it's when someone grabs it out of the drawer they're not looking for the batteries and um, it's got such a great battery and then of course during the summer months or when we've got decent sunlight it's getting charged anyway so as a company point of view where you want to be greener anyway and not be using batteries you're not hunting around for the batteries yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a key thing with a lot of businesses is actually, you know what, the last thing what is a GPS unit are working off AA batteries. And I was speaking actually to someone yesterday who they were plotting trees. Um, and I kind of said, this is absolutely ideal for them because they're outside all the daytime plotting waypoints of where the trees are. They're then bridging digital files with it. And I went, how many GPS units that you can just give to a member of staff and you know it's going to work straight out of the drawer, as Andy says? Is, is, is what we need rather than going, oh, they need double A batteries. I'm going to nip to the garage to get some or something. With great respect, member of staff banish off for an hour to go get some batteries to do it. Well, why don't we just get a unit with a built in battery? And I know a lot of the commercial organisations we deal with, National Parks, Forestry Commission, that we sell to, you know, they very much like that. And actually, environmentally as well, having a unit that's charging off the sun, yeah, it has to be a plus plus for those guys as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and in fact, you know, lithium ion batteries, which we've got in other Garmin units like the GPS map 67 series um, and some of the you know the 66i units uh, lithium ion is really good it, it works well in cold temperatures whereas we know with AA batteries you have got to be careful with the type of AA battery you use so I like the fact that a lithium ion battery unlike don't confuse it with the LiPo batteries that we often have in my mobile phones that aren't great in the cold conditions the lion battery is great in the cold as well so you've got a battery that you know is going to perform well in the cold whereas we tend to with AA batteries have to spend a lot more money on buying lithium batteries to do the same job in the cold well this has already got a lithium ion battery built in so in the colder temperatures it's great you know mm -hmm. so and it's got multiband as well isn't it so this is a key thing as well so the, a budget gps unit with the best accuracy we are currently seeing on any outdoor GPS unit. Yeah, so what we're looking at, the two new features that have been added on top of the SE then, so we've talked a lot about the solar and the built-in battery, is multi-band, not to be confused with multi-GNSS, because there's a lot of, I've had a few customers who have phoned me with the confusion over, well, does multi-band not mean it picks up more than one satellite? So multi-GNSS, um, is where we pick up more than one satellite system. So that's where we've got units that are picking up GPS, GLONASS, Galileo. Um, this one picks up the, the QZSS. We've got the Beidou and the Navic, which top me head, I'm sure Navic was the IRNSS, the Indian one. It's now changed its name to Navic. So that's the multi-GNSS. So it's picking up all those different satellites just to improve accuracy, speed of lock. If you're in an area where you've got a limited view of the sky, you can see a lot more satellites. But the big thing is, so what John's just mentioned there, 
multiband then means some of these satellite systems put out two frequencies, dual frequency. So even looking at the screen now, I've got it turned on inside the building here and I'm locked onto satellites with actually 15 foot accuracy. Um, and I'm in the building, I've got limited view of the sky. I've just got a skylight a little bit away and I can see straight away on the GPS, I've got the L5 and L1, which is the dual frequency. I've also got Galileo, which has got E5 and E1 dual frequency. And the QZSS, I'm not actually picking up, but I can see that's got dual frequency. I can see the Beidou's got dual frequency as well. So that's not just a couple of the satellites, but there's four of them there giving out the dual frequency. And what that dual frequency means is it takes um, sends out two signals from each of the satellites and it's ironing out any of those irregularities you get from, say, a signal bouncing off a tall building, a tall cliff, especially when you're deep tree coverage. It just really helps with the signal accuracy. Um, and I mean, I've, I've had this outside and I've seen it under six foot outside accuracy. So very impressive. Brilliant. Same as yes, you've got live geocaching again. These are some of the features that we've seen on like the top end GPS units, live, live geocaching. So again, really top piece of kit for uh, geocaching this way. You can just uh, you know, sync it with your geocaching.com account and then download your caches onto it and off you go. And, and uh, yeah, you can, you can go and geocache and then update live back to geocaching.com. So I think that's a key thing as well, Andy, isn't it? Yeah, so um, everything's about geared up to using this Garmin Explore app. So if you're following anything like searching for geocaches, you can just pair it with the app and sync it with your geocaching account. It'll put the closest 25 geocaches to where you are. You can still use a computer to send your geocaches in the normal way using a computer if that's what you do. But the idea, especially if you're just starting out with something like geocaching, the electronic treasure hunt is what I would describe it as. You can just do a free account with geocaching, link the unit to your free account using the Garmin Explore app, and then wherever you are. Initially, you need that mobile data on your phone to download the 25 geocaches, but once those 25 are on your GPS device, the closest ones, you could turn your phone off. You don't need your phone. It's the same with the, the app. The app itself is great for transferring stuff on the unit, but once you've got stuff transferred on, you you can turn turn your phone off. You don't need your phone with it. Um, but one thing I really like, I mean, it's just going back to the SE, but just a reminder for any customers thinking a unit with no maps, what happens if I did need to look at a map? What you can actually do, which we think is really neat, with the Garmin Explore app on your phone, you can download offline maps. So the phone then doesn't need to be online. So you can have your phone in, you know, I've put it in aeroplane mode just to test this. So your phone's got no mobile data, no signal whatsoever, but you've already downloaded the Garmin maps for, say, the UK. And then on the GPS device, it'll transmit via the Bluetooth ENT, Garmin's ENT Plus system, your GPS location from the actual SE or the solar device that we're talking about today onto that map on your phone. Now, it's not trying to say, well, then I'm going to use my phone because the whole idea is using this device with a big battery life and not damaging your phone or using the battery on your phone. But if it's just to check something because you need to do something slightly different, I think it's great just being able to have the accuracy of a multi-band dual frequency device sending where you are, not using the phone GPS, which uses more battery, but using the GPS's um, signal to then show where you are on, I mean, it's not an ordnance survey map, fair enough, but the topographic maps are getting better all the time and you can still see yourself, even if it's just for a couple of minutes to bring up the phone and have a look on the phone to see where you are 
on that map. Fantastic. And then the key thing is you already mentioned working along this Explore app, which is the way you do it. We can get live weather via that as well. So again, it's it's a basic unit with some big big boy functionality, really, isn't it? It's messing, playing with the big boys with some of the functionality. Yeah, digital compass, so when you're standing still, it'll orientate the way you're heading when you're following a course or a geocache. Uh, John's mentioned that you can get the weather data pulled across from the Explore app on your phone and then it keeps that data so you can turn off the phone and see it on the screen. Um, it's a tough water resistant unit. We've mentioned the lithium batteries, good in the good in the cold. So it does it ticks a lot of boxes. I know it hasn't got the colour maps, but the idea is keeping the price down and giving you something nice and simple, but still that very clear line to follow. And with all these devices, you know, obviously you can get a grid reference off it, but you can also do an emergency, uh, it doesn't even have to be an emergency, just a track back. So the device will record all your stats. I think people do an ultra events who maybe don't own a watch. This um, I thought about this for the SE device. So you want something that's going to go for potentially 100 hours. You're doing something like me and John doing the Montane Spine Challenges, challenge yourself 60 hours. This device, you would just leave turned on for the full 60 hours with all your stats on the trip computer, showing your speed, how far you've travelled, your time, um, all that sort of information. And at any time <clears throat> you're recording what you're doing, if you need to do a track back, which basically means follow... A light, the exact line that you've just walked you can follow a black line back to the start so it does a lot of things for a small small unit i think it's a big change you know i think it's a big change i think what i encourage people to do is go online you know put in garmin e-trex se garmin so um e-trex solar you no know, maybe go to youtube and like walk and talk and see my walk and talk with the se because i think you all need to be aware of this because i think this is the way that this this end of the market this is the way the e-trex is going to go i i kind of think it was we come up to december it's december uh, today i think when we sit here this time next year i think the e-trex range will all be in this style of gps yeah. units i think this is the way the interface is going to the connectivity is going to be i don't know how still a 23x i don't know what it's going to be i'm not going to clue but I think this is the future that actually I think it is. And it's quite exciting to have this connectivity on the budget end of the market, Andy, isn't it, I think? Yeah, and I go, you know, not everyone wanting a watch to record activities. I still go back to when people say what sort of person's buying it. People, you know, trail runners, doing long distance events who want some in that really long battery to record all of the stats. It's not, you know, we haven't got heart rate attached to it or anything like that, but just recording your distances, your speeds, keeping an eye on how you're doing when you're doing an event and having a lot, yeah, there's a line there to follow with a, you know, a GPX course file that you may have been sent from an event so you can see that on the screen, get a grid reference, the cross refer with your paper map, but something, whereas we used to turn off a device and then turn it on when it was needed because it wasn't going to last the 60 hours of a big ultra event you can just leave this device turned on for this you know something like your 60 hours because it's going to do way over that with the built-in battery fantastic brilliant so it's the new e-trex uh, solar best thing to do is go and have a look we've just added a really great it's a number we class it as an unboxing but it's quite a long video so that's more of an in-depth review or initial review of this gps unit so if we go to our website um, which is gpstraining.co.uk click on product reviews and then you'll see, I think it's the second one down, says unboxing and first review of the Garmin E-Trek Solar. Really nice in-depth video of unboxing it and then looking at the key features, Andy, that this year. Yeah. And if, with. you know, until we do the full review on using this device, when we start <coughs> using it, of course, we know it's got lot apart from the new features the functionality of the se look at the review on the se because you're basically getting everything that that review talks about on the se where we're going to loads of detail 
but you're adding on the, the multi-band dual frequency and the solar. Fantastic. So the next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is our GPS training courses for 2024. I'll flag this up because on the 22nd of December, our course price is going up in price. So this is going to go by £10 um, in price. But I thought I'd just flag up with you that if you are wanting to come on a course with us next year, why not book it before the end of the year? And we do these two-day nationwide GPS training courses. I was just looking actually, and your Peak District course in March is already fully yeah, booked. Yeah, good. So it was fantastic. There's a number of courses that have got good bookings on them. Um, and we've nicely spaced it out. We traditionally used to do an awful lot in January and February. We've spaced them out a little bit more out throughout the year. And therefore, we've got some quite good bookings as we go through. So I'll just quickly mention the course locations um, starting from south to north. So we've got New Forest, um, South Downs, Gloucestershire, Northamptonshire, Northumberland, Lake District, Peak District. Oh, I missed that one out. And then the Scottish Borders. Have I missed yep. anywhere? That's it. Yeah, that's everything. That's discussed yeah. boards. Two-day training courses um, by myself or Andy, which is, we assume you know nothing, come on a course. Um, very much Saturdays is getting the building blocks out, understanding the basic terminology, getting to grips with your unit, understanding what waypoints are, routes are, tracks are, etc., etc. how to do track backs. And then on the Sunday, we put you in front of either one of our laptops or your laptop, Teach us who's gone with Basecamp. We also look now a little bit at our free route planning software and how that can be utilized. Um, and we teach you how to use um, route planning software uh, to get the most out of it. A long time now on GPX downloads, which is the way you can download other people's GPX files from the internet, how you can edit those, how you can amend them and create them into um, what you're wanting um, using GPS overseas. And at the end of it, you end up with a relationship either myself or Andy um, who will support you going forward. And um, yeah, we, we get great feedback. And I think it was just a couple of weeks ago you were in this exact room, Andy, doing yeah. a course, which yeah, was a fully booked course, course yeah. it was as well. Um, and the feedback, you know, again, just go onto our website, find the course you're interested in, click on the reviews underneath the title of it and read what people are saying. Um, it, is a, it is great. You get access to our online resource after our online training centre. You get our email support as well uh, post-course. And if you, uh, yeah, I always say if you're willing to get in a car, go and stay some of the weekend to uh, come on one of our courses, um, um, you will get scripts through your GPS, you know, 100%, because with the greatest respect, Andy and I wouldn't be trying from the northeast of England down to the New Forest and the South Downs and everywhere else, which are often 15, 17 hour round trips, if it, if it wasn't working. And um, yeah, it certainly does work, and, and that's what feedback we're getting. So get yourself booked on. Um, price does go up. Um, the dates, like we will be running courses. We, we don't cancel courses, we do run courses. Um, so again, even if there's nobody booked on a course, get yourself booked on. We will be uh, running that course. And again, once you book onto a course, because they are weekend courses, it doesn't include the accommodation. Some people are staying B&Bs, other people are staying uh, youth hostels, some people are staying five-star hotels, take the wives with them, etc. You do get a list of local accommodation near to that course. Once you've booked on it, an automated email gives you a list of accommodation. Um, and again, um, you can get yourself booked on that. So the earlier you get on your course, the earlier you can get your accommodation booked. 
And again, if he gets stuck um, with accommodation, just give us a shout because both Andy and I stay locally and we try and stay in different accommodations. That's my new way of doing it now. So we understand which yeah. is like various ones so we can kind of have a, a logical conversation with customers who have stayed in X, Y, and Z. So yeah, get yourself booked on the courses. If you want to find out more about our GPS training courses, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. And then on the top menu bar, it says GPS training courses. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is the live tracking on the Motorola Defy satellite link. Now we're actually quite excited here because we've been working quite, um, we've been working a lot with the guys at Bullet who created this, and uh, yeah, we 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 they kindly gave us some beta testing of the live tracking, uh, which Andy's been working on. So first of all, Andy, what is the Motorola Defy satellite link? Where does it sit in the marketplace? Um, I'm going to say how many we've sold. We've I've lost count on me, so we'll be quite a few hundred. It's a few done. hundred, yeah. <laughs> so the Motorola Defy satellite link is a little, um, that's a very small lightweight device that you just clip to your rucksack that allows you, if you've got no mobile signal, to send using an app that you have on your phone paired with the device. You can type messages to family and friends. You can send a simple check-in message to family and friends or an SOS if you need to summons help. Um, you know, more so maybe when you're in the hills, no mobile signal. The device itself does have a standalone SOS button and a check-in button that can be used without the phone app. You do need to set it up initially with a phone app, but really it's designed to be used in conjunction with the app on your phone, but when you've got no mobile signal. Um, <clears throat> it's a device that um, doesn't cover the whole of the world. On our frequently asked questions on our website, we have the countries it covers. Um, all of mainland Europe's covered. It's got North America. Um, there's new countries being added, so there will be countries added, but they've got a nice, when you go to our frequently asked questions on the product page on our GPS training website, under two-way satellite communicators, um, there's a map, There's a live link to the bullet map where it gets updated and it tells you what quarter things are coming in. Um, if you're using it at sea, it's really designed as a land-based device, but it will go out, I think we've put it 70 miles out to sea. If you're on a land-based area where there's coverage, so if you're in mainland Europe and then you were 70 miles out to sea, but really we see it as a, a land-based device. So when you're out walking and hiking and potentially you're going to areas where mobile signal might drop, you want to be able to send someone a message just to let you, them know everything's okay using um, it's using the geostationary satellites so a bit different technology to some of the other products that we sell um, so when you're in uh, Europe you're looking in a south direction with the device to lock onto a, a, a geostationary uh, satellite system hugely popular one of the key things about it's hugely popular is the price of it so it's coming in like 159.99 with a first year contract included in with it which is cheaper than many of their competitors contracts stand alone for the first year so this is why it's been hugely popular and i must give bullet the credit who put this thing together tonight like this is um well it's an established business have done a lot of phones and things in the past they're really you know they, they plowing on you know they, they just all the time it's updating 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 and we have some fantastic conversations with them. We sat in this room, you know, two or three weeks ago, and we've got one of their engineers on from America, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they got are they are they Reading? I think are they is it Reading? Reading, yeah, yeah Reading. They are. 
Um, and they're really good. Now, they're getting our feedback on it. We're passing your feedback on to them about it. They're doing software updates all the time. And their new feature is this live tracking, because traditionally in the past, we've not done live tracking. So they gave us a um, couple of demo, um, well, um, accounts as such. Yeah, so we could test, test this. Tracking. So this was last Tuesday. I think you went out with it, didn't you? Yeah, I've been out a couple of times. So the device was never sold with tracking. There's nothing in the specs to say tracking or tracking coming soon. We had a feeling it might have been something that we're thinking about adding. So, so most customers, well, probably all customers who've bought it, um, they didn't buy it knowing that there was going to be a tracking function. So what we mean by tracking is that when you're out walking, rather than you sending someone a message and the person getting that message, uh, using the, they use the bullet app to receive your message, doesn't cost them anything. And then they can see where you are when you sent that message. The idea of the tracking is you just turn the unit on, you start tracking, you set a period, which I'll come back to an example of some of the periods of tracking, and then your family member can just click on, um, it'll be a new part of the app that they'll have that we're testing. And they just say on a very simple, either Google map or satellite map, uh, every so often, a little symbol to show where you were at that point. And it's been transmitted via the satellites and just keep an eye on how you're doing. It's very simple. I mean, when you actually look at the information the person gets, it's just a simple numbered point, a longitude and latitude and the time and date that that point was sent. I'm just looking at some are sent here and it's literally, um, I'll give you an idea of the 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 the, the, fa uh, the the most frequent test you can do, which I think is probably over the top. And I'll give you an example of my wife's comment on this, but someone might, you know, find this useful. You can set it so every three minutes it sent, it transmits the signal to the um, via the satellite, but it's actually recorded three times in that three minutes. So it's basically shown where you were every minute. Now, it may have been I was rather slow on the walk I did last Tuesday. So my wife just said it was probably too many points because she was just seeing lots of points very close together. Don't really need that. But I just wanted to test what the battery would do if I had it on the recording every minute and then sending it at three minutes. You can then do, say, every, um, there's an every t 10 minutes and what every 10 minutes does, every every setting divides the figure by three approximately. So 10 minutes is gonna be every three or four minutes. So it's a bit more spread out. Um, you could then go to, um, an example would be if you set it every 30 minutes, so every half hour, your family member would get an update of where you were, but it would show three points recorded every 10 minutes, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So it's splitting it into three. Now. You know, it's nice, actually, because I got my wife tracking us on a couple of walks, and she actually said probably the 30 minutes. If you were going on a full a, a day's walk, the 30 minutes would probably be the sort of thing she'd be looking at. You know, she's not going to be, you know, watching me. She doesn't sit and watch everything I'm doing, like, live. But, you know, every every hour or so, she might have a look and say, oh, check, he's doing okay. And then it's going to show that every 10 minutes where you were and then get updated every 30 minutes. Every customer's potentially going to have a different need to how frequently they want that. The main thing for me was, I'm not seeing the battery change an awful lot. It's, it doesn't seem to be denting the battery any more than when it's just turned on. I've not noticed any changes. I had it on for this um, three minutes. It was about, I was out for about five and a half hours. It was every three minutes transmitting a point that was recorded every minute. 
and the battery had only went down four or five percent if that brilliant and it also overlays on the map i know you're saying this is what the information it gives you but it also gives the the, the person receiving the tracking information also can see where you're on a basic map as well yeah so they can either see it sorry on a google map they see the little points marked or they can change it to a satellite view i mean one thing this is just me playing about with it and thinking well it gives a long and latitude on my phone are held down on the long and latitude grid reference that it showed for each point and use you know you can use a function on your phone like a copy and paste on a computer and i copied it and then i tried dropping it into various apps now a lot of the apps in the uk that are using os grid references didn't like it but interestingly gps training's own ordnance survey planner i went onto that online on my phone and pasted in one of the longitude and latitude references that i just copied and pasted and then zoomed in on an ordnance survey map to show where where that point was sent from, you know. Mm. So that's quite useful. But I think the main thing is someone just seeing that the person's okay and that they're moving and they can see, you know, you can zoom in and out on the Google map and suss out where someone is or look at the satellite map. Um, they may add other maps in the future. They may, you know, at the minute, I don't know that. It's a Google map or a satellite map, but, you know, it's only in beta testing stage at the moment. Brilliant. Very good. So we don't have any idea when this is going to go to market. Do we? There's still no. a few. I mean, we don't know costs either. Yeah. What, yeah. what? I don't. I mean, they did say. Actually, no. We, we don't. Initially, when we talked about tracking, and they said it'd be something we could add on, we wouldn't envisage it being a high cost. We don't know what the costs are going to be, and I suspect you know they're going to want it beta tested thoroughly over the next month or two. It's going to be next year, I would think, early next year, I would think, the, realistically. The tracking functionality is on the app, on everybody's app at the moment, isn't it? It just doesn't work down the bottom. Yeah, there, so, so if, you want, if you've got a bullet device at the minute, you think, well, tracking's there, it shows you they had they were going always thinking about doing it even though it was never in any of the marketing spiel that it was going to be there it's not on any of our specs but if you go on the tracking at the minute it'll say sorry this function's not available at the moment but uh it's nice to know it, it's 100 it's coming and we're, we'll continue testing it and giving them feedback over the over the next month on how we're finding it and i'm sure there'll be improvements and it'll be you know what, what i've seen so far I've really liked it's worked well and not had any issues with it. No, it's great for, as I said, the budget end of the market, the two-way satellite communication, to have something like this for the pro that comes in at that price. It can, I say, I'm not saying it's December, it's a great Christmas present. Now, if you've got if your friend or family who goes off-grid and you're a little bit worried, the nice thing about it, if you do gift it, it is actually, it's got the contract included. It's not like gifting somebody a, a product and going, oh, by the way, you're going to pay £15 a month for the contract. You're gifting something and say, here it is, £159.99 for the first year the contracts are included with it and by the sounds of it once this live tracking comes along there'll be additional bolt-ons that we can add on to it to give it a little bit more Yeah, we've got some bolt-ons coming soon I know and, and you know in the minute after that year's up the minimum this won't include the tracking um, but the minimum contract's only four ninety nine a month that gives you X amount of messages and obviously the SOS button so even after the year when you've had that first year for free you can do a package from 4.99 a month which is really cost effective for that having that peace of mind and safety in the hills very good so if you want to find out more about the garmin uh, sorry the garmin that's terrible the motorola device satellite link just go to our website which gps gpstrain.co.uk click on gps store in the top menu bar and then two-way satellite communicators and uh, you'll see the Motorola Defy satellite link there. 
the video we did a, I needed a quick overview of um, on YouTube of the live tracking so again if you go into YouTube and put live tracking at Motorola um, you will find the video that Andy did on last Tuesday it was Tuesday it was sorry yeah. um, and you made to see the, the basic functionality and then he gave when he came back he did a nice overview so again if you're interested to see what if you've got one or you're thinking about getting one you want to see what's coming again have a look at YouTube and uh, just have a quick YouTube purpose and you'll be able to see Andy uh, testing this product Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is our first ever ambassador at GPS training, a guy called Al Pepper. So I thought I'd give you all a quick heads up about this because you'll see um, Al coming onto newsletters and things over the coming months. He was actually supposed to be on today's newsletter, which is the 1st of December, um, but actually there's so much gone on over the last few weeks, it is to be relegated to next week as I'll get a better article together. So you'll see um, a little bit about Al. Who is he? So he's actually a YouTube vlogger, um, and we first came across him on what's called the Cheap It Challenge. So I was immensely proud because uh, a local uh, ultra event that was uh, put in place to raise money for Mountain Rescue, there was four of us on it. So there's six of us in the business, if people don't know. And myself and Andy were on this event. And uh, Tracy, who uh, works for Capricorn OSX, was our, part of our business and, and, and also processes a lot of our GPS uh, sales. And Catherine, who's our bookkeeper, stroke Shepherd's Walks Holiday. Uh, there was four of us in this event. And after this event, um, we stumbled across, Andy and I stumbled across this video of this guy called Al Pepper, who's out doing this event with his father and his uncle, if I remember rightly. Yeah. And it's quite interesting because uh, when we flagged this up in the office, um, we found that Tracy and Catherine Ratchi on his on his video, weren't they? Yeah. So uh, they were, as they were climbing on the summits, um, and, and we had, who's this guy? And they said, oh, that's, that's we saw that guy, etc. So we, we tracked him down. And he's a, he's a, He's a, he's a vlogger, as I said, he's like, he does a, a number of ultra events. He's really a, a runner who's moving up to ultra events. And he's, he's, he's fantastic. He's very enthusiastic, uh, youngish kind of lad. And um, so I thought I'll reach out to him after I watched one of his videos where he was doing uh, a Yorksdale's Three Peaks ultra event. And in this video, or in a video did post this uh, event, he said, what he thinks he needs after doing this event was a GPS watch because he actually got a little bit lost. He was struggling to find one of the checkpoints. Um, so I kind of thought, ah, great opportunity. So I reached out to Al. We had a number of great telephone calls. He's dead enthusiastic. Um, and we actually got him sorted with a Phoenix, or Andy got him sorted at the end for a Phoenix 7 Pro, it was he yes. went for, wasn't it? Yeah, Solar Watch. Uh, solar Watch. Um, and he started doing a few videos um, looking at it. He's done a few videos um, where he's incorporated into it. And he said, uh, he, I've spoken to him a number of times on the phone. He's a really nice guy. He's, 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 he's growing in the world of YouTube, and uh, we're hopefully going to grow with him. He's quite funny. He's now he's now saying on YouTube he's now a paid athlete. I don't know if you've heard him or not. Yeah. He's, so now, he's now a paid athlete. Where he's not really. He's just massive like a watch officer. So he's uh, he's quite proud. And he said when he was at a local race last week, he said a few people said, "Ah, oh, now hey, now you're a paid athlete. You know, you got sponsorship deals and things." So hopefully. Um, I know he's going to spend a bit of time with Andy doing some training on the watches. So he's going to come out. I think he said to you on the phone, Andy's going to come out and pay us a visit, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him on the podcast uh, going um, forward. Um, but you can't fail to like him. You know, he's a, he's a really nice guy, um, dead enthusiastic. And the guy's got Al Pepper. Just say, if you want to have a look on the internet, uh, sorry, on YouTube, you know, just look for his name. And uh, he does a video every Tuesday. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a nice bloke, Andy, isn't he? And it gives you a great idea of what the events are like. You know, anyone wanting to get into this, it's very, you know, it's quite new for me and John doing these ultra events and seeing someone else videoing them and just showing you what they're like and showing you how fun they can be and how rewarding. It's just nice to see someone else's view on the events really you know it's nice really nice guy so say so you'll see news articles i'm going to stop putting an article together i'm just pulling together some of his videos um he, i spoke to him he's really happy with that to kind of introduce you guys to him but i thought on the podcast i'll just if you've got if you've got a little bit of time no put al pepper into youtube take a look at what he does again his most recent videos i think he's mentioned us on the last two yeah. or three um and, and he does it in a lovely bubbly way and uh, yeah so hopefully we're going to Get get yeah, get some feedback as well. I'm going to do a bit of one to one with him because I firmly believe with these watches and anything else we sell, you know, or, or, or we 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 kind of work with people. I, I never just say, oh, have that or or whatever. We people have got to get a grips with it because I, I see so many people who've been given products online or you know sent them and 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 they kind of. They don't understand them, and, and, and to be honest, that's no benefit to anybody. Um, so yes, I, I said, whenever I work with anybody like this, I say, you need to spend a bit of time with Andy, you know, two hours over Zoom. You will get scripts with this, and then you get the most out of it. But I think Al's dead keen to come up and meet the team anyway, so to come up and uh, do a, a, a one-to-one with Andy yeah. and get scripts with it. So, yeah, have a look on YouTube, um, yeah, and, and, and support this guy, you know, subscribe to his channel. And uh, I'll, I'll be flagging up in future newsletters. If you don't get our newsletter from GPS Train, just sign up to it on our website. Go down the bottom and you can subscribe to our newsletter and you'll keep up to date with Al and the rest of the team. Next thing on this month's GPS Training um, podcast is Andy's top tips. So, I see Andy, we're going app base now. This is the future, is it? Yeah, I've got a bumper <laughs> load of tips on some apps and I'm, I'm throwing in an extra tip on the Motorola Satellite Defy Link device as well, as we've just been talking about. It's always nice to put in tips on a link to products that we've just talked about. So my first tip is regarding the Garmin Explore app. <clears throat> so if you have got a new Etrex SE from us, or you're buying a solar device, that's the app you use. The Garmin Explore app can be used with other devices such as the GPS Map 65 series, 66, 67, even the Montana 700s and a lot of the watches. Generally, you find the Explore app is more for the handhelds than the watches. That's where it tends to get used. So the Garmin Explore app, in a nutshell, is an app where you can you can plan routes on it using the Garmin Maps. But generally, you find it's used for, if I go back to the SE, eTrex and eTrex Solar, it's how you import GPX files that you may have created elsewhere, been sent from an event. It's how you get them onto the device. So basically on the Explore app, you will use either the map page, there's a little plus symbol on the map page where you get the option import, or if you've got a GPX file that you've downloaded to your phone, you can say open with or share with Garmin Explore, and it creates a folder in a collection uh, with the name of that GPX file. Now what I'm finding is, when you're transferring from the Garmin Explore app, a GPX file onto your compatible device like the SE or the eTrex Solar. If you convert it to a course before you send it or do the transfer via the Explore app, which we do show in all the videos on our online course for the eTrex SE Solar device, we recommend converting it to a course. So what can happen is if someone's planned it on some software, 
it may be done as what we call a route. It could be a recording that someone's done of where they've been. That would normally mean it's a track. So when you actually import your GPX file into the Garmin Explore app, you've got three icons that will tell you what it is. If it's a drawn pin icon, it's a route. If you see a curved line with two dots at either end, that means it's a course. If you see a footprint symbol, it's a track. So if it was the curved line, you're fine. But what I'm finding is if you find it's the drawn pin icon or the footprint icon, what you're better off doing is when you've opened up that import, is selecting the three red dots at the top right of the screen on the Explore app, and you'll see an option to copy it as a course. So then it drops it in as a course, which is the symbol that's the curvy line with the two dots. And then normally once I've done that, I go back on either the track or route, depending on what it was when I imported it, and I touch the three red dots again at the top of the screen on the app and select delete so it doesn't confuse things. Basically, I'm left with a course, and I don't know why. I'm not going to get very technical with this, other than when I then do the syncing with the device, I find the courses go across a lot quicker than the track or the route. If you send it as a track or a route to the device, they do go across, but they seem to take a lot longer. So it was just a tip about do that convert first before you transfer it to the unit. Brilliant. So a good top tip for using Garmin Explorer app. If you are importing, uh, do try and convert it to a course first before you send it to your GPS because for whatever reason, it just seems to be sending a little bit quicker. So the next app is the Garmin Connect app. So this is one that what the watch users will use, Andy, isn't yeah. it? So I just noticed something um, <clears throat> in the last few weeks. I don't know when it appeared because the apps had a few updates. Now, it's something we've always had on the Coros app with the Coros watches, but didn't used to be there with the Garmin Connect app. If you record an activity on your Garmin watch and then you sync it with the Garmin Connect app and basically you can then look at where you've been, what you've done, but there wasn't an option to then convert it into a course to navigate with. Now, I know a lot of you who've got Garmin watches like the Phoenix and Instincts, you'll know you can select navigate and navigate a previous activity. But sometimes you're then just looking at activity dates and you're trying to remember what was the activity again that's for this route that I now want to do. So what's nice in the app, what they've added, and it's literally just happened, I would think, in the last few weeks. When you go on to the Garmin Connect app and you select the more... Um, menu and search for your activities and all and all activities you'll see all the activity recordings if you select any of your activities the nice thing is you can see it on your phone on an easier to see map like a satellite map or a Garmin Topo map and if you look at it and say yep that's the one I now want to I want to re-navigate that activity that I've recorded I'm taking some friends say back out on this activity when you touch on the three white dots at the top of the app there's an option now that says save to my courses and then it saves it as a course and then if you send it back to your watch you can actually before you do that you can edit the name give it a proper name you can actually turn on the turn by turn then so that's the thing i forgot to even mention on this tip when you then normally an activity doesn't have the turn by turn built in but if you convert it to a course in the way i've just mentioned with the three white dots at the top of the screen on your activity when you then go into the course you've got an option of turning on the turn by turn before you sync it with your device brilliant now the one thing i sometimes struggle with garmin connect when you've got the default app and you put it on for the first time it's not obvious where all your courses go so just a quick little tip there on the garmin connect app when you select the more option at the very bottom of the app if you then select edit in the top right 
you'll see it shows you the two main, um, sorry, it shows you the main icons that you see at the bottom of the app. And what you can actually do is I tend to hit the little minus symbol next to the news feeds one, which is really just uh, emails and messages you get through Garmin as new information that you don't necessarily need. I prefer to have the courses there instead. So on the connect app, select more bottom right, then you select edit top right, and then you minus the news feeds, and then you'll see in the bottom window, if you hit a plus next to courses, and then select save, you've always got the courses tab at the bottom, and it's much easier to find your courses to sync with your device. Brilliant. If people want to do that, I'll put that instructions in the notes underneath the podcast. So again, if you um, follow the uh, notes through, I'll put the instructions there. If you are using Connect and you want to add that uh, course icon down at the bottom, there's instructions there of how to do it. Mm-hmm. Finally, chorus app. Yeah, chorus. so I mean, the chorus has always had this, so very simple on the chorus. So um, I'm surprised, you know, I've been asked over the years why Garmin didn't have it, but it's there now, so I'm really pleased. But if you've got a chorus watch from us for one of the Apex watches, on the chorus app, you just simply go to the activities tab, touch on an activity um, that you've recorded. There's three white dots at the top of the screen, and the option is save as root. And then it just goes into your roots on the chorus app to sync to the watch. It's always been there on the chorus app. It's really simple. Um, so you've always been able to do that. But it's just some customers aren't aware. They look at that activities and think, oh, I'd like to go and rewalk that or rerun it. Just touch on the activity, three white dots top right, select save as root. It's now in your roots folder in the explore part of the chorus app, ready to sync across. Um now I was. I'm just throwing in one final tip. It's Go just on. something. It's just because. I was because why you're on the chorus. Like, can I can jump in on the chorus. Is because it's December. If anybody's got a, a wife who does any sporting activities, you need to look at the chorus dusty pink apex two. It is absolutely the most beautiful. One thing chorus do. So chorus are a smaller business in Garmin, and they seem to be doing some really nice stylish gps watches so um we discussed the chamonix edition which is the blue version of it the edition the last few weeks they brought out a dusty pink one and it's really smart we've had so some nice feedback yeah really nice feedback. i was actually away with somebody two weeks ago i was away on holiday and after it just reminded me thinking about it i need to contact because he wants to come in and get one for his wife for christmas uh, so i need to drop him an email when i finish the podcast but when he's seeing me my wife looks like no even if you're what wife's walking or exercises it's not ridiculously expensive you know it's coming in at 348 pounds uh cracking gps watch sapphire screen, sapphire screen everything to go with it so if you're thinking of a christmas present and you've got a sporty or a, a, somebody in your life who does activities have a look at this because they will not be disappointed on christmas and uh, christmas morning when packing that yeah we've got the that. dusty pink back in and the stock. dusty pink ones back yeah. in stock so i'm sorry for interfering there Andy, yeah. but no i just I, it's only because we're talking about the motorola and this only came to light this week something i'll be honest i wasn't aware of so you know we're learning all the time with the devices so with a motorola defy satellite link just a little tip here um normally when i use my device i go outside and i turn it on when i'm outside but i just notice when i'm testing the device sometimes i've turned it on inside the building just because i'm looking at something on the app when it's paired and what i've realized by chatting to bullet is just in case anyone's had this issue if you do turn it on inside a building or when you get, you're on a lovely walk and you walk into an old, could be an old castle, a church, you go into a nice pub for some lunch or a cafe and you don't turn the device off. When it's inside a building and it can't see the satellites anymore, it starts to not shut itself down, but to save battery. It, the easiest way to explain it, it doesn't look as frequently for the satellites. It'll, it'll look quickly 
and then it'll look again and then it'll start extending the period of when it's looking for satellites because otherwise it's going to draw a lot of battery because you're in an area where there's absolutely no signal so what happens when you then go back outside and you think oh it's not locking on quickly it's because it's, it's it's really extended the period of when it's looking for the geostationary satellite so the tip is with a motorola if you're going to go into a building somewhere where there's no satellite signal if you've not turned the device off turn it off if you forget to turn it off when you go back outside and you've got a clear view of the sky just turn it off leave it off for a few seconds and turn it back on and then you can reopen the app just to check the pairing and the link and it just makes it a lot quicker i've done some testing in the office here where i was going outside and thinking it's taken four or five minutes yet to lock on the satellites and then i was realizing if i just turned it off turned it back on because i'd been inside the building with it turned on that's where the issue was and then it locked straight on but it's not a fault with the unit it's a function to try and save battery if you go into a building for a long time and it's struggling to lock on it then extends the time that it starts looking for the satellites this is when you go online and read about the motor there's is quite a lot of feedback about this because and actually we had a quite a few customers right at the start with this issue and and to be honest we had a meeting with bullets and, and they gave us actually the graph showing you how often it looked for it we sadly can't publish it because it was a, a classified document classified documents and sound like we have to kill you if you tell you show you but anyway and for me it was quite fundamental because we had a few people and 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 i totally understand what happens you get a new two-way satellite coming with the motor or defy you set it up indoors you play with it indoors you think all right i'm ready to go out you've been playing with it three quarters of an hour an hour inside you go outside and it's in a cycle or i think there's been a software update where it was only looking for satellites every 20 minutes at that point or even because yeah, it gets long, longer and longer yeah. initially there's just a small gap and yeah. then it does a long look for satellites yeah. and then a short gap and a long look but what happens is those long looks get shorter and shorter exactly right to save battery because it's assuming you're potentially inside so it's just literally all you've got to do is turn it off when you go outside if you i mean or turn it off when you go inside the building and then wait until you're outside with a clear view of the sky we always recommend uh, for the geostationary in europe you're just pointing south turn it back on and then it'll lock back on a lot quicker fantastic extra tip extra top tip and finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS training podcast. If there's anything you'd like to cover in future episodes, please do um, just get in touch with ourselves. And uh, please get in touch with ourselves if you're thinking about buying a new outdoor GPS unit or GPS watches. And if you can join myself or any one of our GPS training courses around the country that we've already discussed, that would be very much appreciated. And don't forget, if you are overseas or you're unable to make one of the dates, we do now training over Zoom. And you also and we also do um, we have the, what we call the online resource, the online training area, which has training videos of how to use both GPS units and GPS watches. Coming back to the podcast, if you can subscribe, what a platform you listen to that would be very much appreciated and if you can leave us a snazzy review that always goes down very well so many thanks andy for joining me on the december edition of the gps train podcast the next one is going to be on the first of january um andy's looking you don't have to come into work on the first of january don't no, worry andy we can wish everyone a happy christmas now. <laughs> we can wish everyone a happy christmas what we're going to do in january we're going to look back at the year that has been we're going to look forward uh, with some ideas of what we would like to see in the current year. Now, it's actually quite interesting because I just chat with Garmin yesterday and he wouldn't tell me what's coming up next year. He's going to, he wants a meeting in January. So this is like, I kind of thought, oh, it'd be quite good if we can get a few sneaky snippets. So at the moment, I'm not going to clue what's coming up next year. I do sign a non-disclosed group with Garmin and I often know what is coming up. So it's going to be my clear 
thoughts and these thoughts of what we would like to see and also what what the big developments have been over the last past yeah. year i mean i think there's you know we talked about the motorola beta testing totally. i didn't even mention some of them will mention another time i've been um, there's some quite public beta testing on Coros watches where they're adding a lot of new features. Yeah. Um, so they'll all be coming next year. So I think there's going to be quite some a lot. Quite exciting. So we're going to have mm. our head together before there, come up with some thoughts and ideas. Again, um, before then, if there's anything you think you would like to see on a GPS unit or something that on a, or a GPS watch or a two-way satellite, drop us an email, leave a comment in the comment box below and we'll incorporate it into the uh, January the 1st uh, podcast. I don't know how that's going to be uploaded, Andy, because I'm away in January. But anyway, we'll have to we'll contemplate that, how that's going to be done. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Merry Christmas for myself. Um, Merry Christmas from Andy. Yep. Happy Christmas, everyone. Stay safe. All the team. And, uh, yeah, and, and have a great festive period. It seems very early for saying this. And, uh, yeah, keep in touch. And, and fingers crossed you all get what you want on Christmas Day. And, again, as always, Andy, many thanks for joining, you, joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.